Welcome to Let's Chit Chat Sis. I'm your girl Kimmy. In this week's episode, we talk about what keeps you up at night. Hmm. So join us on the porch for this fascinating episode. Take care. So girl, this episode tonight, and I've been thinking about this one. Um, what keeps you up at night? Mel, how did you get this, this topic? Because I was up at night. Oh, okay. <laughs> What keeps you, you go, you go right ahead and you go right here and start because I have a laundry list of things that keep me up at night. Okay. Okay. Literally. So the topic of t- tonight is what keeps you up at night? Mm-hmm. The majority of the people, if you ask this question, most times it's going to be economics, their money, their financial situation, right? Yeah. I, when I was thinking about this topic, I thought about how when I was younger, things that kept me up at night would be things like, what am I going to be doing when I'm 40? Am I even going to be alive at 40? Those things kept me up at night, really kept me up because, you know, I would see grandparents and aunts and uncles all dying, you know, relatively young, you know, for, for nowadays. And um, that bothered me, but now I have so many different things that keep me up at night. Like the state of our of the U.S. and the chaos that we have going on here. But I want you ladies to tell me. I just want to give you a little bit of a background on how I came up with it. I was laying up, and I tell you, I think it was probably about four in the morning, and I had I wasn't able to go to sleep. And I was like, I need to know what keeps other people up at night. Am I the only one staying up at night thinking about what I did during the day, thinking about finances, thinking about the man I don't have? What I mean, like. What what keeps y'all up? Tamika. Well, honestly speaking, one of the things that keep me up at night recently is the A-Team. I've been hooked on watching the A-Team with Mr. T. Really? Yes, that's one of the things. I've been watching it like, gosh, I I need the A-Team. So that's one thing. Um, But that's because... um, you know, with so much on my mind. So when I ain't watching the 18, the other thing that kind of keeps me up, matter of fact, I had a real restless night a couple nights ago. I mean, I was up all the way, saw the sun up and it, it wasn't the great thing. Usually if I'm watching the sun up, I like to be on the beach, not like looking out my bedroom. And so just kind of as a budding entrepreneur worrying, like, how am I going to get this started? Like, what, what is it all about? Um, you know, just because I feel like I'm stopping and starting and trying to do this other half with 50 kind of breathing down my neck like a hungry lioness trying to feed her cubs. It's like, what am I going to do on this second half, you know? And so um, I don't want to work for anyone else. Been there, done that. Um, got the toxicity in my system to prove it. But um so, you know, I'm trying to do that thing that keeps me up. Um, you know, recently my nephew passed away. And so he was young, 20 was sudden. So just doing that process, that's been keeping me up at night. And definitely um, because I'm a night owl, you see the news. So when you see all just the violence and social injustice and um those sort of things that keeps me up at night wondering, you know, how are we going to come to a resolution? The elections coming up, these politicking politicians and what are they really going to do? Like, what, like, when is it, you know, when are we going to kind of overcome, so to speak? And so all of that kind of keeps me up 
Okay. Okay. I know you stay up all night, Kimmy, uh, thinking about stuff. What what really is like on your mind? Do you think about your day and how it's going and the 50,000 things that Les Chit Chat Sis has to do? <laughs> well, let me tell you this. For the last couple of minutes, I could hear nothing. Y'all were just talking and I was like, what? Literally, I could hear nothing. So um, I don't know. I'm going to see if this picks it up, but I, I hear y'all now. Okay, so what keeps me up? I'm going to say when I was younger, um, I'm going to say relationships kept me up. Mm. That's real That's real word. Relationships kept me up. Um, I think I, because I married young, you know what I mean? And that went off the rails real quick. But um, I think that the, the whole idea of, um, you know, being just in a good relationship kept me up at night. Um, I've been married a long time now. So of course I don't think about that and keeping myself up at night. I try not to, cause I get up at five in the morning. That's try, That's not going to work in my lifestyle for is, you know, going to work, but I do, I have um, lots of things that keep me up at night. And I would say the number one thing that still keeps me up at night is my children because they, they are out here and they're, you know, um, adults and, you know, you can't tell your kids what to do at this point. You know, they, um, they know everything and they're ready to tell you, but, you know, um, I think that when I was younger and y'all can probably, um, uh, attest to this too. I think we had a lot more of the defense mechanism than kids have today. You know what I mean? We were, we were, we were groomed, you know what I mean? That, we ain't have um, babysitters and all that stuff like that because you know you better get in that house, you better shut that door, lock the door, all these things yeah. like that. Like the things I tell my kids now, they look at me like, right, right, like mom, like why, you know, so you know all of that. So that keeps me about. And I'll tell you, my kids first went to school. They both went to college at the same time, and they went away and stayed, you know, stayed away. My daughter went to Howard, and my son went to. Um, Marymount in Northern Virginia. So I was living in Richmond. It was a good two hours away from me. My son wasn't um, too happy to go away because I think he, because he was younger, he graduated early. But my daughter, um, I think she wanted to go because she wanted to probably get away from me. You know what I mean? Because she, you know, it, you know, you go through that with girls like this. Literally. So um, she kept me up at night because I kept on saying to myself, did I teach her enough? You know what I mean? Is she is she gonna fall for some 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 vulture that you know and you know things like that? So um, I'm not gonna ramp on. But another thing that keeps me up at night is health because we're getting older, and I think about you know, like you said, Mel. I think about like my dad died early. You know what I mean? And um, my grandma and him and my aunt left the world. So I think about the people that I love the most in the world. And how, you know, their time is up. And you just, you have to think about mortality. you like, my time may be up. You know what I mean? We live in a crazy world. I don't want to be in a, a, a you know, a situation where this, I start creating situations. I actually put a post out about that, about how your mind can create a situation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you just get stuck there. You know what I mean? Start thinking about that. And the last thing is horror films. I keep telling my damn husband at night, I do not, don't turn on. Uh, and my brother Tony, he'll call me and he'll be like, 
Are you looking at the Twilight Zone? <laughs> <laughs> That's enough to keep you up. Yeah, because I'm telling you, for two nights in a row, I looked at the Twilight Zone and I just got up and was looking for my husband. And he was like, what's wrong? He was like, the devil chasing you. I was like, That's not funny. <laughs> but I keep telling him, I'm doing it. You know, I can't look at things that, you know, get into my mind. But that's what keeps me up at night, Mel. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. I think the mind is, um, well, they say it's a terrible thing to waste, but I'm going to tell you something. It is an unbelievable organ where you just feel like, you know, everything that has happened during your day floods you at night. Mm -hmm. Um, When it's quiet time, when you should be unwinding and relaxing. Instead, your mind is speeding up. Mm-hmm. Do you guys think about things, I know I do, do you think about things like, did I do everything I could for so-and-so today? Sometimes it's a, it's a selfless, selfless kind of thing, but do other people, do you feel like other people do that? Do you do it? Think about oh, yeah. the day, you do? I do it, but I think that's the beat, that's being a people pleaser, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, I have a lot of those ways, I'm, I'm gradually moving away from that. Mm-hmm. But that can do a lot to you, Mel. I mean, thinking that, okay, did I did I do enough for, for this person? Um, what is that person thinking, you know what I mean, of how I did this? You know what I mean? I don't want to offend them, you know, or something like that. Those things run in your mind, you know. And um, that is a, a up and down night for you because I think about that as far as my job, you know what I mean? Because I try to, I deal with different people. I don't want to, you know, um, offend anybody but some things I have to do um, approach people directly and mm-hmm. you know you're like oh I hope they ain't go tell somebody so and so then you get around you and they be like you need to watch her you know what I mean because right. I, I had a job like that you know what I mean I had a job that um soon as I start working there the um the director was like so mean and so nasty to me it was like well how did you get this job what bitch? I got the job because I'm very educated and I got the damn job. What are you talking right, about? I right. didn't, y'all know I ain't say that. I was giving her the I don't look. know. I get very close sometimes. <laughs> I, was, I had to give her the look, but I went back to my desk and dried it down because you know what? I knew that it was going to be a series of stuff that happened behind that. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I used to have to drive like an hour and a half to work. And so if I'm not getting any sleep and I would go into work and then I got anxiety about being in the work, you know, the situation where the director, I ain't even talking about your direct boss, your director is blatantly letting you know, you know, I don't really like you. You, you see what I'm saying? And one day, this is a real funny thing. And then I'll, y'all can go on. She was in my aisle and she was talking and she's a Caucasian lady. And um, she said, my husband um, said, I had I had this hat on and I was doing the, the garden in the back. My husband said, you look just like Janet Jackson. I said, what the hell? <laughs> I said, Janet Jackson. I was like, <laughs> so when I turned around in my cube, I, I looked at the girl across from me. She was like, and then she turned back around. <laughs> I was like, what in the world is that? And she just kept going on and on and on. And I was saying to he myself. Was blind. No, she was like one of the, you know, it's a lot of Caucasian women that want all this, the good juicy stuff we have as women of color. And she she's definitely one of them. Like she has naturally curly hair and um, she it's naturally curly, but she's not doing nothing with it. But she doesn't look like Janet. I mean, 
Janet got thighs, ass, everything else, and she like that steak. You know what I mean? She, she doesn't. She looks like an Italian lady. She doesn't look like Janet. Does Janet look like an Italian woman to you? No. No. Dreaming. That's not even on your best day, bleaching your skin or whatever. That's not going to happen. But you know, this those kind of things. You know, I could laugh it off, but I I couldn't laugh it off then because it used to bother me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think just like you said, things that ride through the day. You know what I mean? That um you unconsciously think about is the things that you, I think it's worry, night worry. You know what I mean? That you, um, you carry with you, you carry it in your spirit. And that's, that's not a good thing. So you got any recommendations for how we can sleep? Cause I don't know about y'all. I think the older I get, the less sleep I get when you need to have more sleep, the less right. sleep I get. Well, I want to, before we get into some recommendations about how to sleep, I want to ask Tamika if she has, Anything that like really is um, that she consciously has to damper down from her day. Not, you know, not, not, well, Mr. T enough to keep you awake anytime. <laughs> Big old bold guy with all them chains. But I mean, like other than like a show or nightmares, which is there something that happens during your day that really just like makes your mind race? Well, lately, and I've been talking with, Kim about it. Um, the opposite of me is not like, oh, did I do? Did I not do enough? I'm thinking I did too much for them. Um, as I mentioned earlier, with the passing of my nephew, I'm kind of in a space now where, you know, it's been a huge struggle for me and my family, and just um, feeling kind of down and out. And it's funny, I had a text. It's not funny. Actually, I got a text from someone who, uh, you know, lost their mom. And, oh, my God, I was there 10 toes deep, two weeks straight in the trenches, just overextending myself. And I feel like, gosh, you know, where you at for me? And so I've been feeling like that. And I just feel like, you know, during this time, where's the people, you know, checking in and just you know, it gets dark, it gets sad. And I've been replaying the tapes of how I just overextended and did so much. And it's having me say, you know, I got to learn to pull back, do from your heart. Yes. And yeah, you don't do the give, but there is a part of me that feels like, you know, people have a very short memory and it's that, oh, let me know if you need anything. And it's like, Take the burden off of me. I'm already burdened. Like, there's something you can do. You know, I have opened up my home to so many dinners. And I'm thinking, gosh, nobody can say, well, come over tonight for dinner or, hey, let's go to lunch. And so I've just been kind of feeling alone lately. So I've been up just kind of, and Kimmy has been helping me kind of release the expectation from um, people. And I'm like, you know, expectations that keep you disappointed. So I'm trying to parole yes. myself from that prison of expectation. Um, and also to draw my own um, boundaries. Because yep. I think it's like, well, if I do this, you know, I would want somebody to do this for me. And I think, you know, I get resentful. It's like, oh God, I really didn't have that to give. But oh my gosh, this was such a sad moment. So I got to learn to just kind of put myself first, do what I can and do it without expectation because that's been really bothering me lately. Just, you know, of course the funeral is 500 people there. Then now, oh, weeks after 
you know, the repass, you know, you throw a beach ball and you don't hit two people. And it's just really been kind of bothering me lately. And that's just not for me. That's for my sister. That's for my mom. You know, he was our one and only. And it just bothers me, you know, people uh, who say they care. And my thing is, don't send up a prayer. Be somebody answer prayer. You know, show up. Where you at? Mm-hmm. And I just don't feel like we are there enough for people when they going through, you know, yeah. you coming to a funeral, you and 499 other people, but it's afterwards. Mm-hmm. I just feel like we leave people hanging a lot. So I'm left, you know, with all those thoughts and the shoulda, woulda, couldas and the five stages. And so for me, I've just been wrestling with trying to, um, you know, release people from my prison of expectation, parole them and myself and just, you know. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. And you, you know, what Tamika, like you will, you will, at, you know, you, you're just freshly in the grieving stage. You you see what I'm saying? And I think that, um, take, t- let me tell you, I can tell you because I'm a prime example. That beginning grieving stage when all of the, the circumstance and pomp, the funerals and people seeming so su- supportive is gone. And you just left to your own thoughts and you just wonder where are these people at? You know what I mean? You know, yeah. um, it make you cry at night because you just you you want to have somebody to say, I want to talk to it, talk a little bit more about my nephew. I want to talk a little bit more about the loved one, you know, um, not just be gone and act like, you know, okay, tomorrow I'm I'm fine. Cause that's, that's not true. And if it was 500 people at, at a funeral, let me tell you, yeah. he was well cared about. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And those, those people left behind, you know, they are really traumatized from this. Um, I just say this, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm your supportive sister. You know, everybody on this porch is, go, is supportive. Um, let me say this. Don't ever go a moment with feeling like you don't, you're not, you're not cared for and try your best, try your best to, to, to practice self-love on yourself. I mean, when I say practice it on yourself, Tamika, practice it on yourself. Don't even make plans to do nothing with somebody else. I'm, I'm telling you, if they are in need, just what you would normally do, of course, but overextending. Right. But see, you lose and sleep, you lose and rest, you you having anxiety, depression, and all these things. You gotta heal right. you. You gotta heal you. Cause guess what? If they were in the same situation, they gotta heal themselves too. And guess what? Some mm-hmm. people just don't give a damn. I mean, really. And you may be too mm-hmm. too kind for them. I mean, that's the this, that's the beast of the burden. Too kind for somebody who just Maybe they don't even know how to relate. You see what I'm saying? Maybe they don't know mm-hmm. what to say. But to free yourself of this, you keep going through the stages of grief. You see what I'm saying? Focusing on you. And I'm telling you, you want to go out to lunch, call me. You can come on. I live in Jersey. But you can come on over here for lunch. Um, we can do plenty of things. You see what I'm saying? But um, I'm just hoping that you get out this phase where you feel alone because you are not alone. Sorry, I became the therapist on on the porch, but you are not alone. I know you want to say something, Mel, because you look like you want to say something. I do. I I love everything that she said. I mean, the five stages of grief are real. Um, And one of the things that's important to kind of address what Kimmy asked earlier, as well as to your point of your story, Tamika, um, self-love is not overindulgence. You must practice self-love at this time. 
turn off your phone if you don't want to talk. And if you have that one person or somebody that, you know what, to be honest, I don't care if they don't want to hear it, call them anyway. Because sometimes, you know, when you think about it, therapists don't say a lot. They do most listening. And so all you need sometimes is somebody to listen. Listen. Pick up that phone and call that somebody, anybody, everybody. Pick up the 499 people that were there, call somebody. They either, well, I'm just going to say, you might feel like, you know, you're totally alone, but you don't know because if it's keeping you up at night, it might be keeping somebody else up at night. Right. And not the person that just came for the repass, because you know it's right. a whole good, it's a whole two ninety nine of them sitting over there. Yeah. That came for the repass. You put a line through them because that's what they. But it's 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 more people that um you think that are going through the same thing you are. Yeah. Really. And yeah. at night is when we when we restock. So if yeah. we're if we're staying up at night, we are draining ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we're not, we're not restocking. So if you don't restock, you can't be there for show up for even yourself, mm-hmm. which is a really challenging thing. The other thing is if you're finding it difficult to sleep and your mind is racing, you know, they have some over-the-counter melatonin that, oh, that yeah. can be helpful for some people. I'm not a doctor so I'm, and I'm not a therapist. I'm a nurse. I'm simply telling you what I know. Um, but it's over-the-counter. So you can look that up. Um, but one of the other things that I would recommend for those of us who are awake at night is let yourself go. Just let go. Sometimes if you upset, cry. You know yeah. what I mean? You let upset, you cry. Cry. You feel like you feel disappointed. Sometimes you got to let the people know that they disappointed you. You know what I mean? Really? Because I did that. And guess what? A um, couple of people in my family, they, they had to like step back and say, Oh, I didn't know you was feeling like that. You see what I'm saying? Sometimes it's not being aware. Sometimes it's intentional. But whatever it is, I have to let you know because I have to free myself of it. You see Absolutely. what I mean? Free yourself of it, um, Tamika, because guess, guess what? Don't be a prisoner of your own thoughts and feelings and mm-hmm. allowing, because then they are in control. Yeah. That's the problem with staying awake at night. You're no longer in control. So, girl, you know what I do now? I used to, like I said, the thing that keeps me awake is worrying about my kids. But now I I said, all right, now, have your ass in this house at a decent time. If something go down, I'm going to be asleep. So don't call me. And and (laughs) you know what? And that's really hard to do. It is. You set that boundary and expectation. And if they don't meet it, it's not because you didn't set the boundary. It's because they failed. And it's it's not on you. I think that's an important factor. We accept too much. You Mm -hmm. said you do a lot for people during the day. I did it all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, okay, well, let it go then. It's over. There's nothing else you can do. Plan things for yourself. Plan things for yourself. Plan a lot of things for yourself. And you be so wore out by the time the nighttime comes. And 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 look, I don't condone over drinking and stuff, but sometimes a good glass of wine before you go to bed Yes, me. I like to read a book. Good glass of wine. Some not, not some cheap that's going to do the adverse effect, make you sleepy in one minute, then hype the next. In a book, I'm good for the, the night. I you go to another world. To yeah, I go to another world. Read and at night. Yes, I go to another world because it, it it helps you detach. Mm-hmm. It helps you detach from things. I learned a little trick too. This well, guy I was dating was getting on my nerves so bad. He wasn't really enough to keep me up at night, but for some reason he was. 
So when we would talk on the phone, he started talking trash. I would hit the mute button and say, look, motherfucker, blah, 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 blah. And then unmute it and say, okay. <laughs> Sometimes you have to, you might not feel that it's appropriate to push those words on other people, but just saying it is free. Just being able to say it, even though you're saying it to that person and they're not hearing it. Girl, let me tell you something. My heart was so light when I got finished. I would hang up and bust out laughing. Mm -hmm. It didn't matter what he was doing. I went to sleep real good. Didn't know I cussed him out a thousand times. All during the process of me releasing him. Because I needed to get away. You know, I I needed to free myself. But I was still able to speak my heart without him banging on me, which really would have got me nowhere, but I was able to say it. So, you know, you got, you got to learn some couple little tricks there. Well, actually, yesterday oh. I wrote, you know, names and reasons and feelings. You know, I'm an avid journaler. So um, oh, that's good. I didn't have a journal with me yesterday when I was at the library, but I had my computer. So I just wrote it out um, in a document and I did feel much better, you know, as mm. I normally do when I write. Um, so that definitely helped. Yeah, because journaling is, is is huge. Very therapeutic. No, because you I can take it. it and you can get to that one page. Oh, me, me, <laughs> you know, I have a yeah. journal. You know, I've been journaling for probably when my children were little. Um, and sometimes I go back and read. Mm-hmm. And that happened many years ago. They say not to do that, but sometimes I do that. And I read and I'm like, oh, yeah, I probably needed to see a therapist during that time because I was really freaking out there like really like angry and you know mm-hmm. yeah but that mm-hmm. was the, that was the level of grief that I was going through y'all you know what I mean so I was writing some crazy stuff oh boy I was like I'm glad I didn't get locked up for my you know my intentions you know because I was really dealing with a lot you know what I mean and now I just feel like I'm just such in a different space like mine wise Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and Tamika, you gonna be there too, cause I'm gonna drag you along to on the road to get there. Yes, yes, yeah. I'm gonna drag Let's pull you. Pull her on. Let's pull her on. So, so yeah. great, Kimmy. Thanks for putting this up for us because I really do like talking about what people feel um, mm-hmm. on the inside because we so often, especially with social media, we so often show everything we have and how we're living, but we really don't talk about once we turn that camera off, what am I really thinking when I lay down by myself or with a man? The good on? things we like to show. Well, yeah. I know, it's, I mean, but let me not say that. If you go to TikTok, then that's just anything, you know, that's just an open season for all kind of craziness. But mostly people, what they do, they show the good things, you know what I mean? Right. And they, I like they, it. Yeah. I mean, I know people who are um, content creators and what they show is not what's going on. You know what I mean? Right. So um, I think that's why we're here on the porch. I think this was a great episode, um, a hot topic, because a lot of people don't discuss the things that intimately um, wear them down. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. They don't talk about things that make them vulnerable. That's huge. And you know, Mel, we talk about a lot of things that make you vulnerable. And we talk about crazy stuff too, but we talk about a lot of things that make you vulnerable. And um, I think this is a topic that a lot of people are going to be able to relate to because my brother even asked me today, he was like, so what are y'all doing? What y'all talking about today? <laughs> I said, it's not X-rated. It's, it's probably um, PG for, you know, 
kindness and vulnerability. He was like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, anytime I'm here, it's going to be a little accident. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tamika, you, the more you, the more you come, you'll, you'll see, you'll see who is who on, on the porch and um, everybody bring their own special spice to it. That's what makes it, you know, <laughs> makes it a really um great group to be with. So um, anything else, Mel? Yeah, I'd like to say that what I would like to keep me up, because we didn't talk about that. <laughs> I would like to keep me up at night is somebody just pounding me through this 14-inch mattress. I would well. love that. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a happy up at night. But yeah, we, we so. had to do an episode on that. What does keep you up at night? <laughs> <laughs> what in, you in want to keep you up. Okay, because I'd be looking at Mr. T like, I no, Mr. T, I was young. I'm looking at him like, mm-hmm. Are you looking at him? Like really? <laughs> Y'all funny. Okay, girl, we gotta talk. I, I think it's time to change them glasses, girl. Mr. T is not fine, is he? Back then he was. He was in the day. You better catch it on me TV. I'm trying to tell you back in 85, he was tough. He ain't play. He was throwing people in the air. He was pop, 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 pop. That's the kind of man you want with stuff pop off. Hey, fool. I was like, yeah, tell him, T. Tell him. Oh, oh, I did not know that. Six o'clock. Well, I, I would agree with her. Like Sylvester Stallone back in the day, I said I thought he was so fine. And except for Rocky one, he was kind of you know a little scrubby. But from the Rocky twos on, except when he got to four, things went downhill too much, pulling on the skin in the face. Now you can see, okay, yeah, you know, it was a not great. But not, uh, uh, you want a uh, you want a giant man. That's how. I want walk in all child. I'm telling you. I'm be like, <laughs> oh god, that's a good one. We're we gonna have to you have to think of an episode um well to to piggyback off of this episode. Yeah, I, I got one already. Yeah. I'm thinking in my head. Oh my god. <laughs> <gonna be> there. <laughs> but this was a really good episode. Thank you, Mel, and thank you for doing a wonderful job. Um lead in this um this episode because it was really Thanks, good man it was really, really always good. my pleasure and fun yeah. to talk with you guys yeah i love this episode so next week you guys join us back on the porch on wednesday when we um, drop a new episode this is season four and i'm your girl kimmy joining you joining me on the porch tonight is ramel tamika everyone have a wonderful week on purpose peace peace bye, bye.